0: We are building culture as we speak as part of a a platform.
1: This is The Talent Show, a new podcast series from FT Talent, a hub of innovation from the Financial Times, hosted by under 30s for the under 30s around the world. This first series is in partnership with Bocconi University, a leading higher education institution of business and managerial advancements. I am Virginia Stagni, and this is the guide you need to drive innovation and change. Today we are focusing on the music industry by talking with a leader in the audio streaming economy. This is for any listener who has a passion for music and wants to understand where that industry is heading. Here is our conversation with Federica Tremolada, Managing Director of Southern and Eastern Europe at Spotify and Bocconi Alumna. Thank you so much, Federica, for being with us today. Good morning, everyone, and thanks so much for having me here. We uh, would love to explore a bit about uh, your career journey, maybe understand how your career began and how you became interested in the entertainment industry and specifically in the music one.
0: So my career started roughly like 20 years ago. Also, thanks to the study that I did at Bocconi University with the BA in Arts Management for Arts, Culture and Communication, I was very motivated to get started into the entertainment business. That was my goal from the minute I started my studies at Bocconi. What I didn't know was that I was actually going to fall in love much more about tech and digital than I ever expected, because I already knew my passion for music, but the digital transition was actually happening. During those days. So I would say that if I need to select three keywords that really determined my career from the very beginning, these are music, digital, so tech, and culture.
1: How is your normal workday look like? What are your daily tasks and what are your tips for our listeners of things that you are applying in your workday life, of things that maybe you have studied or you're reading, etc. I overlook 28 markets. And I look after marketing, the music
0: part of the business, both like on the content side, but also on the business front, podcast as well. So Spotify is no longer just a music company. We have become much, much bigger in terms of scope. With all these different types of, let's say, functions to work on and with such a diversity of markets. I would say that I never have a day that looks like the previous one or the next one. Each day is very unique in my life. And this is what actually keeps myself very, very excited about the job that I am doing. And also there are a lot of variety of different things. So it could go from one day really spending time with external partners or meeting journalists, talking about where we are as a company. And then the next day we can have a deep dive brainstorming around how we are doing on the playlisting side with the editorial teams. In terms of recommendations, learning new things every day, showing up every day, knowing that there will be definitely some things that you didn't know, because we are building culture as we speak, as part of a a platform. And this doesn't mean only, you know, learning from generations of managers or people who have been in front of us, that is actually the obvious one, but most of the time I'm learning from the new generations, from the younger people that I'm working with. Because the digital transition is happening continuously and the Gen Z and then the Gen Alpha that is coming after are really showing us a completely different world that is like unraveling in front of our eyes every day.
1: What is fascinating is how much diversity you can see business side, music side. I think it's quite interesting that either you need to embrace the different tastes, but at the same time, is quite a lot of cultural differences. The fact that you need to manage so many different regions with uh, different tastes, different cultures, how do you go about that? How your team is supporting you in trying to manage diversity in a certain sense?
0: I think we are uh, immersed in diversity ourselves. When you look after 28 markets, you have to sort of have an understanding of the culture around those markets, but also understand that you will never be able to be in each market entirely. The team is, diverse itself so meaning that we hire people not just from different cultures but also with different types of skills people are in some cases very much focused on the more mature markets but also some other that are much more able to develop scaled programs in order to manage more markets uh, at the same time so if you think about all the eastern european markets that are in my region some of them like hungary for example or czech republic Have a tremendous opportunity of growth especially on the premium front but in terms of total addressable market they might be smaller and so how do we make sure that we support the local community but also the local partners in a way that is close to the local culture but is very representative of the spotify brand as well and and so the team is doing an amazing job sort of uh, building all these bridges in a context of Spotify, where we put diversity at the forefront of everything we do. So we talk about diversity every day. We understand that diversity is not just about talking about different languages or showing different nationalities, different representation in our team. It's also about enabling everyone to be authentic and sort of bring their own creativities and
1: feel safe in the environment they work at and to bring the best of themselves to what they do. And that's absolutely part of the mission of bringing as well this uh, collaboration between Financial Times with FT Talent and Bocconi is really trying to push diverse talent from a diverse backgrounds to be inspired by companies and experts like yourself. It's quite interesting, I think, to see in terms of diversity, the business and tech industry has been changing quite a lot in the past few years. And I know this is a, a topic that is really dear to you. Can you talk about the efforts to diversify the music industry as more women are joining your tech and business side of the industry? So this is, as you said, like one of the
0: topics which is very, very dear to me and one of the top of mind in what we are doing. As I was mentioning before, we're very lucky at Spotify. All these conversations are happening every day and we are immersed in a culture where diversity is at the forefront of what we do. But there is still a lot of work to do in the overall, let's say, context ecosystem where we work on. I'm not just talking about general behaviors. I'm talking about data. For example, at the charts, just 14% of the top charts are made of artists who are female artists. It was a shocking number the first time we actually reviewed the data when we did the first analysis with GFK last year. You know, despite we talked about this many times, it was in a way still shocking to see this in the numbers. When we look at podcasts, things are not that different. So the numbers goes from 14% to 22%. The good part of this context is that if we look at this in terms of generations and in terms of uh, different audiences of different creators the gen z is really playing a key role in this the gap is getting to be bridged with the new generations i see like a future where all the work that we are doing is sort of going and bringing us to a more positive context but there is a lot more more to do so we developed a program which is called equal it was program and thought to address the gender gap in music And we actually also developed another program, which is called SoundUp, which is instead for, for podcasts for the remaining part of the audio industry. And our goal is really to provide resources and tools in order to promote gender equality. So for example, for Equal, we are creating playlists that are called Equal with female artists included. And every month we are selecting one artist that is at the cover of this playlist. But we're also developing marketing campaigns. Some of them were actually displayed in the Times Square in New York. For example, like I'm thinking of Elisa, who was one of the key face of our campaigns this year, but many, many other artists. You know, the goal is not just to run some showcases or campaigns to promote the content, but it's really to promote the messages. And so we are also hosting them in different events and meetings so that we can discuss these things directly with them and then can contribute with their ideas and their creativities
1: to what we are doing. It's so interesting to see what initiatives like this that have both the creative efforts and the marketing efforts pushed together can achieve In terms of like younger generations and younger people, let's imagine that uh, some of our listeners do really want to be in the music industry. How do you suggest they go and stand out beyond a love for music?
0: I think first of all, like a passion for what you're doing. For me, it has been the key driver of getting me here. So I never looked up at the position, the role, but I wanted to become very much knowledgeable about what I was doing. Every day you need to know that you are behind and there is a kind of a formal. and the world is going super fast in this direction. And so your passion, your drive, that is sort of making you invest more time in understanding what the trends are and stay on top of what is happening. I mean, in my case, obviously, having my studies into business administration and entertainment, so the two things combined, really gave me the opportunity to start off my career in the right direction. I think having conversations with people who are in the industry, that are around the industry, so being able to create a network, and this could mean not just senior executives, but it could mean really mean talking and being connected with the people who are Creating from every side of the industry, for example, it could be companies that are working as aggregators, independent labels, independent artists. This has really helped me sort of understanding how I can better prioritize what I'm doing. And at the same time, keeping myself up to speed with what's happening in the industry. So openness has made a strong difference in my career, I believe.
1: Federica, one last question for you is about a bit more your personal view on this. How do you try to handle stress? I guess... With your role as MD, you have a lot of stressful situations. You need to control so many different aspects, as you were describing before, of your teams. You have a lot of people that you need to take care of as a leader, as a manager. How do you mitigate stress? What do you do and what are your suggestions for people that are entering in such a cybernetic work life similar to yours? Um, i think my answer to this question would probably be
0: different i'm in in terms of agenda business trips etc so there are multiple tools that you can tap based on the level of stress you're in which can help you at that specific time i used to before covid really lack physical activity so i had to cut specific time in my agenda to do sports and so right now it can be sports but it can always be like a long walk that I do before starting at work it just gives me the right level of energies uh, in a way it makes me prepared to enter a conversation or a meeting where I'm fully focused and energized I'm a strong fan of meditation whatever is the time that you can allocate to that Investing time in sort of learnings, which could be the the different techniques and understanding which one works for you better is definitely one investment that will keep you, let's say, afloat if you need to manage uh, a lot of different stressful uh, situations. And then spending time doing things that are your passions and that are very close to what make you feel entertained and detached from work even if this is just like 20 or 30 minutes can really work I play tennis and that works very well for me but there are multiple things go from playing an instrument to reading doing different type of things so what I try to do in my calendar I try to make sure that every day there is some time allocated to one of these things when I feel that you know I'm running out of breath and what I have in my calendar is not enough, then I ask for more time. So I start dedicating more time to myself so that I can rebalance the situation. And I'm encouraging my team and the people around myself, so my family as well, to do that when I see that happening. There is a lot of education, I think, in terms of mental well-being that needs to be done and a lot of uh, taboo that needs to be managed in our society to all be able to have
1: an healthy approach to this definitely, at least after COVID, we have seen a radic change and a dramatic change. So I think it's really important what you are mentioning. So thank you so much, Federica. And as you know, a big part of this show that makes it a bit different is that we are bringing in the challengers and the younger people that are part of this program. They are asking questions directly to our experts. So Federica, we have two questions for you. One is from Vera and one from Samson. So Vera, over to you.
0: Hello, my name is Vera Barkatina and I was honored to participate in the Detail Talent Challenge in 2020. Originally I'm from Russia, but currently I'm living in Milan and doing my second year of Masters in Financial Management at Bocconi. My question to Federico Trumalada is the following. During your TED talk session in Torino, you shared a fascinating insight into the interconnection between music and math. Could you please elaborate on how incorporating data-driven algorithms into streaming platforms can provoke an emotional response from the users? While listening to Spotify, have you ever felt that the personalized suggestions have surpassed your expectations? Thanks a lot and looking
1: forward to hearing from you.
0: Thank you so much, Vera, for your question. Thanks also for the connection to the TED Talk about music and math, which was one of the big passions that I have in my life. Um, I mean, some of the things we discussed today are part of your answer, so... The algorithm, it's like a very complicated topic, more for engineers than from a business person like myself. But what I can tell you is that we actually look really seriously for each type of playlist. What is the engagement that users are having? For each songs in the playlist? We are programming these playlists. On one side, like a clear eye on what's happening in the cultural landscape, but on the other side, on what are users expecting from these songs and from us? The editorial activity as a result has a lot to do with mathematics and doing mathematical analysis in order to program playlists based on all the numbers that we are collecting every day. The connection with emotions comes with the fact that I believe music is an individual experience, but also it's an experience that you like sharing with your friends and everyone you love. And so one of the key elements that we are seeing is, for example, how many people are tapping into listening to that song more times than expected. Or, for example, it could be songs that you love sharing with your friends. We have recently introduced a function which is called Blend, and you find it basically if you search the made-for-you experiences in the app, which is creating, thanks to the algorithm, a playlist that you and your friend can share based on your tastes. So you can blend your music with a friend of yours. And hopefully this is creating a better emotional experience and connection and bond with the person you share this with. Thank you very much, Federica.
1: And the second question is from Samson.
0: Hello, my name is Samson. I was a participant of the FT Talent Challenge in 2021. I am from Ghana and currently living in Ghana, located in West Africa. Currently I'm wrapping up with my final works for my undergraduate studies in B.S. In Petroleum Engineering at the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, also located in West Africa. My question is, in the next decade, how do you think the format and production values of podcasts will evolve? Thanks and looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you, Samson. Thanks so much for, for your question. The industry of podcasts is basically revolutionising as we speak. So more and more formats and different genres have come into place in the last four years, basically, since podcasts have been more on the rise than they sort of identify themselves as a new language in the media. The type of content, the type of formats are under a revolution as well. So what we saw during COVID, for example, is that a lot of people were turning to audio because audio is giving you, especially podcasts, a very intimate experience. You are able to sort of learn new things or get yourself, for example, a meditation session rather than a language classes. The trends are different in each market. It's going to be interesting, for example, to see in the African market, what kind of formats will be available in the future. In Italy, for example, news and current updates are those that are most popular. In Spain, that is another market that I'm following. Comedy is one of the key genre. What I think will happen more and more in the future is that this is going to become like a business which has a monetization component. It is much more established, for example, in the United States, but it hasn't been established in all markets in Europe yet, especially in the emerging markets. I expect a more fragmented number of creators to turn into podcasts, similarly to what happened to video. So there are now platforms like Anchor, one of the platforms that is owned by Spotify, where every user can update a podcast and it's getting easier and easier for people to become podcasters. So where is this leading to? So it's leading to more creativity, mid-tier creators that will be able to sort of share their creativity with the rest of the world, exactly like what happened, for example, for YouTube in the video industry. On the other side, the technology of the monetization is becoming much more advanced for the brands. So we have launched in some of our markets what we call stream ad insertion, which is a technology which is enabling brands to learn how to better target their ads in podcasting. So without getting into technical details, essentially, this will be able to abstract more economic and monetization value out of podcast. So the combinations of enabling more creators and enabling them to also make money out of their content will bring us, I would say, different types of uh, formats also in terms of length. So we will continue to see the traditional audio formats that are translation sort of to what is happening in traditional business, but also new formats, for example, shorter type of formats that are more appealing to the Gen Z audiences. So thanks so much for your question and looking forward to sharing more results as we are also learning them.
1: Thank you very much, Federica. We really walked from leadership to the music industry, personalizations, all the different aspects that make Spotify so exciting. So thank you very much for sharing and also being so open, as you were mentioning, about the way you're seeing the world, the way you're seeing building something from scratch as you're doing every single day.
0: Thank you so much, Virginia. It was an honor for me to be here today. So thank you so much. It was a great pleasure.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Federica. And of course, keep uh, listening, keep pushing all your feedback and your comments of each episode. We cannot wait to read more what you think about this episode. And if you have any other question for us and the team, please uh, shoot it. And you know how to do it from social media to here on the platform. Thank you very much. If you're a listener of a talent show, I bet you are quite interested in the world of work and in understanding trends that are shaking up workplaces worldwide today. I recommend you to check out Working It, the FT's workplace podcast and newsletter. Join our friend and host Isabel Berwick every Wednesday for understanding the big ideas shaping work today and the old habits we need to leave behind. Tune in, subscribe and follow. This has been The Talent Show, which is produced by the FT Talent team, Aya Al-Shihabi, Noor Hafez, and me, Virginia Stagni. Our podcast producer is Todd Van Luling. Our editor and sound engineer is Arturo Ochoa. Our video producer is Enrique Zecca, and our social media producer is Letizia Clementi. Our music is by Dennis Kishuk. Check out all of the talent show episodes at fttalent.ft.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow FT Talent on socials for updates. Until next time and keep listening.